0: And he makes the catch. And he makes the catch. Oh, he leaps and makes a spectacular catch. I've seen caught it. And he makes the catch. He did. He did. He did. He He makes the catch. He up and He makes the catch. Hello everybody and welcome to episode two of the catch up with Jason Andy. My name's Jace Ferguson, and this week we are going to be exploring kind of the best things about physical education, health, and wellness, and why it is the best part of a student's day. Um, myself and Andy, my good pal Andy Hare are going to be exploring this topic today. But before we get into that, Andy, give me an update on your week. How's your week been? Give me a recap, and how are things going? Hey,
1: Jace, The weekend. The weekend. I am in the weekend now, but the week has been... It's been an up-and-down week, I think. I It's quite wet down here at the moment, so anytime we want to go outside, it's raining, uh, which confines us to the indoors, and when you're remotely indoors, you very quickly run out of things to do in your own backyard, so um i've been writing a list of things that i want to do and we're going to try and tick them off in the next few weeks but uh yeah things have been pretty good um i do like this topic though i do like this topic the best things about teaching health and pe um you know great way to think about things and that positivity uh in life and i'm going to go number one uh for me and then i'm going to bounce one to you my man uh best thing about being a physical education teacher and also bringing that health element in it is that i can play every single day um i often refer to 10 year old andy and what would 10 year old andy do well 10 year old andy wants to play um and uh know, to be able to teach children how to play effectively and um and then also represent that through uh, myself um then there's no better life. There's no better job. You know, if you don't, uh, if you don't believe that you work a day in your life, you'll always be happy. Um, and you know, for those that have met me, um, how would I describe myself? I might let you just describe me, Jace, But uh, um, put it this way: that I am hyperactive. Um, I have a very youthful mind. Um, if there is a tree to climb, I'll climb up it. Um, if there is a body of water to have a look in, I will want to go under it. Uh, I'm very inquisitive, a uh, very childlike mind, um, in that everything is a playground to me. Um, And my wife, um, she doesn't enjoy it all the time uh, when I'm climbing on walls as we're walking down the street and walking on fences and stuff like that. Um, So that would be my number one, I think, is that it just allows me to play all day every single day and think about how to play best and then represent that in an educative way so we encourage the kids to do the same and you know we know ourselves if they can see us doing it and taking the risks then they're halfway to actually achieving that themselves first up what about you mate
0: Andy, I think you might have hit everyone's number one reason why they love teaching up uh, physical education and health and wellness. That play base, uh, I, I think that is the number one reason why a lot of people get into the profession because we all have that passion for movement, the passion for play. We all have that little child like in person inside who just always wants to move and as adults. I find that's very important. Uh, one of my favorite reasons is one of those. I'm going to get into my reasons in a second. Uh, just kind of go over how our week's been been shaping up or has shaped up moving into the school year. And to kind of paint the picture where we're at in terms of the school and the country, if, uh, many of you don't know, Macau has had its borders closed to workers who are on work visas. So like in in my, in my situation, if I was outside Macau, they would not even allow me in. So we are actually shorthanded about 20 teachers going into the school year in a school of 1500 students. So um, this week's been a lot of uh, trying to figure out how that's gonna look like, been given kind of instructions and guidelines, how what's going how it's gonna look. And kind of in that mode of being very flexible right now because it's not gonna be the ideal startup. People are gonna be out of uh, in, in in situations where they're not comfortable. And we're trying to figure out how that's gonna look moving into the school year and trying to set up both the students and teachers for a successful school year start. Now, uh, my number one reason for why why it's the best subject is you would just said it their play but a very close second is it's a great place to watch any student be successful my my favorite part of the day is when you see those students who may be struggling who are not the most coordinated who maybe have gaps in their physical literacy development and their fundamental movement skills when they catch it and just the light bulb moment goes on and just that sense of proud and pride and they're just excited um move, human body is it naturally wants to move and it's just like that deep down instinctual i could do this i'm so proud and just how kids eyes light up like i think that's got to be a very close second for me it truly is a is a subject where anybody can be successful. It's all based on progress and your own personal journey. Everybody starts at different places. Everybody stops at different places. Everybody learns in different rates. But that's just the beauty of it. Is we all learn and develop in our own way and try to make that meaningful connection to that movement piece. Um, what do you think is? from the child's point of view andy what do you think is the child's point of view of why physical education health and wellness could possibly be the best part of their day
1: i like the angle that you you took there and definitely um finishing that off with uh, thinking of the child um yeah it's a hard one because if we face 25 kids in our classroom, then there's 25 reasons as to why they're actually there. Um, and as much as let, let me start on this one because I I really believe that our job is largely solutions based. Um, you know, there's it's not catering for problems. Um, it's not. Uh, trying to put on a show um, to bring in addiction for movement. It is uh, looking at that um, creative experience that kids can get out of uh, moving their body. And if we if we analyse and we, we look at it and you talk about um, phys ed being the best part of a child's day um, – for some children, uh, it's the worst part of the day. And, you know, there's a number of reasons that go into that. Um, one of them, I guess, largely is the the poor experience they've had. So the muscle memory, the um, cognitive memory um, has set them up for knowing that physical education is largely all about catering for kids that can, not kids that can't. Um, And for kids that are uh, poorly skilled, um, you know, quite often they've been set up for um, being told that they're below level, that um, they need to improve this, they need to improve that. They they don't get thrown a ball in a game situation. Um, They're always the first one out. So all this stuff builds up, builds up, builds up to a point of resentment. And it's very hard to undo um, the cognitive memory of the brain uh, when anxiety and stress kicks into the automatic response, knowing that PE, um, physical movement, brings in a negative feeling for a child. But then that creates um, a, an issue for us, which then counteracts that um. doesn't counteract, sorry, but uh, brings in that solution for us to be able to counteract that cognitive uh, feeling. Um, So it's really awesome that, you know, you you bring this up. And I know that I've elaborated that one um, and gone on and on. But for me, looking at it and thinking about it, it's very individualized that Um, if we have a child that is very multi-skilled and very able to with everything, then it's the best part of their day because it's a day where they get to feel very, very strong, very, very, um, at ease, um, very, very powerful and very, very competent in anything that they pick up. Um, for a child that is poly skilled, let's, let's look at that, that they're still the best version of themselves. Um, They don't know yet what being able to on paper and through the standards that we see gives them the opportunity to reach a certain level. But the level that they're at, they see and feel that. So when they achieve that next level, and that next level might be again, on paper as an educative mind at level or just below, then there's a feeling of accomplishment. And that accomplishment brings in all the endorphins into the brain because they know that they can, and then that muscle memory and that cognitive memory improves. So looking at that and analysing that and breaking that right down really makes us think about the class that we teach and the individual characters that make up that class and how that we need to cater for that holistic community within the physical education realm to bring in addiction to move and the love affair to move and the joy to move. And then once they've understood that, then they're able to see that they can translate that love affair that joy that addiction to their world outside of school which translates that physical literacy at their level um and therefore slowly but willingly we make them into a very powerful superhero in their sphere and we foster that we cater for that and we pump the absolute crust of that up to a point where that child feels so powerful that they can and they start to achieve those small wins every time they small they are caught achieving a small win we as educators and those around that child embrace that success and put another jigsaw piece into the repertoire of that love to move we need to, and this is, our, this is one of the biggest things I'm so passionate about, we need to make sure that every single child that leaves our care has a love affair and a knowing and a willingness to move automatically and be able to be competent in a social situation um, And I've seen here in Australia probably a decline in the desire to be involved in social sport, but more so an incline in children wanting to do the individual sports. Um, And even the idea of gaming, you know, it's a social situation playing sport. Yes, it doesn't move the body, but the translation between gaming like we were talking yesterday about nba 2k the understanding in the game sense unit of invasion games with people that have been playing nba 2k for a couple of hours a day is i've never seen it it's ridiculous the the children are able to move and understand and interpret. Um, where to pass the ball based on the computer games and and this is your virtual I mean look at where we are right now that is their virtual physical education they're doing and then they're going out and playing they're wanting to be and modelize the character of their game. I mean how unbelievable is that is that if that can create a love affair with movement then embrace it. Get on and play and play and play. Um yeah, really love that that question there. And, you know, to spark that, I know I've been rambling now for almost uh, nine minutes, but I think that that addiction at the level is really what we're trying to foster. And we foster that through success experiences um, and really celebrate the small wins because the small wins add up to the majors.
0: Oh, Andy, that has to be one of my favourite responses, little monologues in recent time. The things you say there and the points you make are things that drive and inspire many other professionals within our sphere of influence. Uh, The one thing I really love that you throw in there is the idea of like the superhero superpowers, the celebration behind that. We need to find those ways to celebrate and recognize everybody's personal superpower and achievement. Their achievement could be doing one push-up, doing 100 push-ups. Everybody has their own level of achievement, which we need to celebrate on a massive scale. But it has to be meaningful. And that's the one thing that I've I've really noticed with these recent times is making it a meaningful connection, meaningful celebration, making it genuine. And I think that's where we get stuck within the, oh, the teacher's just saying this. And that's where you got to the point of sometimes phys ed's not someone's favorite subject of the day. And that's rightfully so. It'd be naive to think that all kids love it. But as educators, we need to find a way to have those students celebrate their victories, <laughs> even if they're interested in it or not. It's one of those situations where anybody can be successful, we need to make the students aware that they can be successful too.
1: Yeah, man, you're totally right. So, and that's the thing with celebration is that often we talk about an end of unit celebration of learning, which is totally, totally really cool. And that is more of a demonstration of attained knowledge. Um, we, down here, we refer, in, you know, a small circle of um, peer teachers, we refer that to like an expression session where kids can express themselves Um, Others will call that a celebration of the unit of the learning and play um, activities and design activities around where the kids can be their best. But it is that unique individualized celebration where you have you see a child with the aha moment um, that it clicks. And those those celebrations are quiet celebrations because um, I guess I look at it in that. uh, my overexcitement can actually scare someone um, and you know I guess my overexcitement is very very good around Halloween because it is frightening sometimes. but for a child that can be overpotent. It can be what they're not wanting. They don't want to be seen by the others as someone that has just done something that's we've called their name out and we've we've made a point of everyone staring them right in the eyes while they are performing. Um, That, to me, is a big no-no. The celebrations and the wins, they're the quiet ones. They're the ones that the kids do it as a fist bump, high five, maybe an awesome sticker on, um, on them for what we've found is that sneaky, I've caught you doing an amazing job in P.E., And I love that phrase. I just caught you because the kids, the kids stop and they go, "What did I do? I did, you know, why on earth did you catch me? Why are you talking to me like that?" Type of thing. But I love catching them and say, "I've just caught you being amazing," and they love it. That whole positive mindset, the the shift of terminology um, around. But it's not something, again, you don't uh, fire off the uh, the fireworks or everything like that and get the, um, the the marching band out. It is that quiet celebration, moving a child from point A to point B. I had this little kid um, at our school and, and his mum was in a, a serious car accident when he was um, um, in her belly. And so it affected him, affected him physically and mentally and... Um, And, you know, he was probably, oh, let me see, if he was in prep, he's in grade two now, I think, Um, but he's probably developmentally, he's probably two years um, with those fundamental motor skills behind um, in some things. And this is what I love the best, is that um, academically we can individualise where a student is, absolutely amazing at and where improvement needs to happen in that physical literacy continuum. So what is it that's going to give them the greatest satisfaction and what is it that's going to drive them nuts? You know, whatever drives them nuts, we've got to work on like crazy for it to be comfortable. Whatever they are good at, we've got to work on like crazy to get them connected to something. So they believe they are Absolutely brilliant. And this little boy, throwing, catching, um, really struggle. Um, you, you, you're kicking, really struggle. Uh, pick up tennis racket, struggle because a ball's coming towards him. Hitting a stationary cricket ball or baseball, above level. And I'm not talking six months above level. I'm talking 12 months above level. For some reason, the fundamental motor skill he has of swinging a bat forward Of a ball that's stationary, because you know I'm making that connection there with anything that's moving towards me, struggling with. So a stationary object, he is crushing. He's almost he's probably crushing it better than you, Jace. When you uh, hit the ball into the trees, celebrating for a home run, we got denied because it landed inside the ballpark, and you only stayed first. That's how great this kid is. Um, and he's continued. It just wasn't pure luck. I got the other PE teacher at our school. I said, come out, come in, You've got to have a look at this kid. Um, and where do you rate him? And he had a look at his rubric scale and exactly where I had him, that 12 months above. And and so we celebrated together. But then it's also that um, academically, I want that power to shift back towards home as well. So that's where the message goes home and, you know we often send a home a report with our conversations with parents, but the report went home and had to have a conversation with parents to say, "Hey, listen, look at his term two result in the two hand strike unit. it is above level, and let's focus on that and work on that and that is his strength so that's um that's been a real real win um there and and for him uh, it was probably for him it was okay to celebrate with the members of his class, because he's that type of kid that really loved it. Um, Whereas I have another child that, unfortunately, right before uh, remote learning, she shone, absolutely shone. And she was one, if I draw attention to her, she won't repeat it. But I caught her being amazing and uh, and held the iPad up and recorded her. So I've got that in her markbook. Um, so I wonder, have you caught kids being amazing, Jace? Tell me about your stories. Tell me about the unique characters that you're teaching that you have caught being outstanding um, and just had that quiet celebration with them.
0: I love how your the whole focus of the concept is uh, catching them doing something great and, and, and making those quiet celebrations. I personally believe, like, those quiet... <clears throat> one-to-one intimate celebrations where you tell that kid hey this was an amazing job i feel that those are have more of an impact than we throw out the fireworks and throw out the streamers and march the parade down the street because this is a shared moment between the educator and the student some kids do need that the the parade, the big image, but some students, especially the ones who struggle or who are not confident in physical education, they thrive off that, just that small celebration, that fist bump, that talk after class. Um, This year, well, since going internationally, it's been really neat to see some of the different kids that come out and it's been really cool to see just like cultural approaches and how different cultures approach and value physical education. Um, one of my students when I was in Dubai for the two years leading up to it, I heard this kid just in conversations, everybody was dreading having him in class. He was not necessarily the easiest student for a lot of these teachers, and then he's in my class when he comes into grade ten, and I I loved it. I, I was like, hey, this kid's going to be in my class in grade ten. We are going to have a great experience. He's he's just a, he's just a kid, and that's one thing to remember. Um, sure, there's some bumps and some roadblocks along the way, but ultimately, towards the end, like he came up to me at the end of the school year, and he he came leaps and bounds. Like he came into the class, like developmentally behind in a lot of areas, and some of that was attitude and behavior, and he didn't really want to be part of it, but you just create that environment that gets them to be part of it like the key for what I did was make him a part of creating this environment he had a role he had a job and then at the end of the school year he came up to me he's like sir like this was my favorite year ever and I asked him like so why was this your favorite year ever and he looked at me he's like because you didn't let me get away with stuff and you gave me a purpose. And the, I could, we could have done drills all day to work on his fundamental movement skills and trying to get him back up to level. But I knew that I needed to give him something to look forward to, to come to this class, to be engaged and to be excited for. He was one of those students that needed to have a role. He needed to be involved. He wanted to display his leadership. And he was so proud he got to do that. And I was very proud that he did that as well. Uh, yeah, that one sticks out to mind the most. Um, for another one <laughs> was early in my, my teaching career. This little, this uh, young lady about grade seven, so 12, 13 years old, comes into school nervous because it's the transition from elementary to junior high, comes into school just nervous, nervous, nervous. And uh, back in Canada, we would usually have volleyball tryouts almost the first day of school. So you have these little grade seven students who are new to junior high, just terrified of these volleyball tryouts. And um, I talked to her in the hallway and I said, Hey, 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 Mel, like, what's going on? I'm like, are you okay? Well, oh, I'm just nervous, Mr. Ferguson. And she explains to me why she's nervous. And uh, I tell her I like, Dude, "What's the worst thing that can happen? You can go to the tryout and break a leg." The next day, the coach comes up to me. He's like, uh, "Jace, you won't believe what happened last night." And unfortunately, this girl broke her leg in her in her first tryout. So she comes to class in a cast eventually, and I talk to her and I'm like what happened she's like well i kind of did exactly what you told me not to but she was just so excited she's like i went and tried and i went and did this and she was just so proud and even to this day like she's a young woman now um i see pictures on her social media she's playing rugby she's playing all these different different sports always she's always injured or has something cast it up and it always reminds me of that little girl who who was so afraid but was, saw the value of it and Fergie. saw the purpose to try it and to persevere Fergie. through adversity.
1: Hey, Mr Fergie, those last two examples were incredible. They They just show the gift of education that an educator has. And it's not a gift that you're thinking in that immediate that I'm giving to this student so their life is going to be remarkably wonderful and full of um, energy and love and all the things that come to him, what you're giving him is a moment to celebrate on uh, and to look back on and to think, you know what, that time was the best time of my life and that teacher cared. Ah, such a a powerful thing. I I love how you put both of those two and how still you've kept in contact through... Um, social media there, and kept up with things, and um, to be able to have that impact on on kids at such an early age, and see them then living their physical literate life um, with such joy, really makes us proud as educators. Hey, tell me, um, th- this is what I've, I've wondered, and you know, at the moment, there there are so many incredible. Uh, YouTube visions of um, uh, children in China bouncing basketball, so long lines, massive amount of kids all doing the same thing. Um, one question I wanted to ask you is being in that culture, do you see schools that are represented that way or I guess stereotyped to that way to that's what their PE programs or sport programs look like, or is it a bit cliche, and we're seeing a highlight reel of an event or a gala or a spectacular uh, moment um, and people are generalizing it into education, so I guess the the thing I wanted to drill down on there um, that you'll be able to answer is do you see um, do you see many children where you are now in Macau wanting to be told? what to do, and then they just replicate it rather than having that playful, nurture, um, inquisitive realm in physical education where they play with the action um, and the outcome is going to be totally random to what everyone else sees. Yeah, hit hit me with the answer there, uh, Mr Fergie.
0: It's kind of funny that you bring up that video of the the children trying to all around in a circle bouncing those balls. Uh, I, I watched that and one, it was an amazing feat. Not to take away what those young children are doing, but it does really kind of symbolize some of the traditional okay, and. The, the cultural approaches towards physical education and activity. Um, I found that in our first year here now, Macau is a little bit of a different, it's it's like we are literally one kilometer away from China, like even my home right now is one kilometer away from China, but Macau is its own country where it was like a melting pot between Portuguese and uh, Macanese and Chinese cultures and the 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 mindset when i first got to the school with some of the students who are just transitioning into junior high was that they wanted to really be told kind of what to do and kind of given like a point a to point b framework where there are times and places for that but I, just like yourself, like I take a very play-based approach, where we have like a like a like a big idea where we want to accomplish. We're gonna play and discover ways to and different pathways to go there because there's more than one way to do something and do something well. And I like to take that play-based approach because you get to see a lot of those aha moments, and there's pathways that you get to see students discover which you never ever plan for. And I think it's just a great way. Paired with like inquiry-based learning and a lot of the different pedagogical approaches out here. Um, yeah, so when I saw that video, it really reminded me of how how the, class, how the classroom and student and parent culture was. Um, a great comment that was during our pandemic when the schools opened back up. Our school is a private school, so we have some connection to the government and some connection and no connection as well. And the government made the mandate that physical education was going to be theory based, everybody sits in rows. everybody's just going to sit in row learn. Our school was very, very supportive in what we as federal ed- educators want to do because we said like i'm so, like that's not physical education like that's not teaching them how to be healthy, how to be well, how to be literate. That's not it. You're just telling them what to do. And so our administration actually backed us with that and had those conversations with the governing body saying, "Here's the policies we're going to put in place to maintain and enhance safety with some of our COVID me- measures, but we are not going to be just moving to a rote learning, sitting in desks, and learning environment for physical education."
1: Yeah, that's um, that's really interesting. Just having a listen to that conversation about. Um, that blend of expectations um, hey getting back, and I know everything we 've spoken about in this uh, podcast is about that things that make you buzz in in PE and as a physical education teacher and and I know that we um, in in our last couple of messages we've spoken about the ideal of uh, student success. And, you know, like everyone in the world, you you get great reward from having uh, success and learning from that. And obviously also learning from all the mistakes you make. I mean, I've had more mistakes than I've had success, which is fantastic. You know, I embrace that. and I speak about that. Um, but uh, I guess one of the things I love as a, Physical education teacher is the freedom to make mistakes and the freedom to experiment and the freedom to look at um, other people on on Twitter and you know take away from them but also learn from them and and learn the the greats um, great things that they do and learn that the the struggles that they've had to become who they are and you know that's everything we go about and and sort of idealising being a human being is that that representation of what others are, you know, we try to take snippets of, uh, of people that we really um, admire and morph them all into one. I mean, I've got my Jace Ferguson suit that I wear around when I want to be Jace Ferguson. Um, and I'm sure you've got your Andy suit as well, uh, which is a lot of fun to be in. But um yeah you know if you're listening to the show and and so thinking about this this particular message in itself you know who who has uh has really influenced your career and um and that you know that could be someone that's very positive but it also can be someone that's very negative um in background that's my dog now I'm trying to eat her foot, but you know even the most negative person can influence you to be a great person because there are traits with them. That you admire, and that th- there are traits with. Well, there's more probably traits in them that you despise, but you know you you keep that in a pivotal stool as well. Um, and it's exactly the same with our with our students. You see a skill that you you want to do, and a person that's doing that skill, and um, you try to be like that person and and copycat them. And but then you also see people that are um, uh, completing the task in their view, incorrectly and what they're trying to do in that positive light is spin that and go, okay, well, I don't want to be like that. Um, so it's a real positive, uh, positive situation being the physical education teachers in schools as well because we, we get to see that active learning take place and we get to see that uh, benefit of really engaging with a student and making their learning move um, and making that learning come to life and connecting all the subjects uh, into a physical world. So yeah, that's sort of one of my, been my real big things that I love in physical education is just that whole blended idea of um, making people's and making children's um, whole learning uh, represent them as a as a whole child, and and then bounce that lesson off from them. I mean, some of the great um, positives and people that I would you know admire and um, and thrive off are students, um, and those students that have been in my class and really looking at where they've gone and and wanting to replicate that good feel moment. So yeah it's um it's definitely a win-win um being in the roles that we are uh when we have great days and bad days because every one of those days makes the forward learning even better hey
0: that uh you've kind of just verbalized the whole number one reason why a lot of us are in this profession as physical educators, or even as educators in general. Um, I think all of us have an imprint of somebody we have worked with in the past. Um, yeah, when you talked about wearing my Andy hair suit, uh, I'll tell you right now, Andy, there, it's not a suit. I actually have my Andy hair socks. So you, does, you get the most special, most privileged piece of being an item of, of footwear because, well, if you guys don't know Andy, you haven't seen his socks before. You know, his socks are a little uh, little, uh, vibrant and out there, which is awesome. Um, Yeah, so when I think about people who have inspired or had an impact on me, a lot of the people I interact with, uh, it could be people that I've interacted with at conferences like yourself, um, other people that I've worked with in professional development and teaching roles. It's really hard for me to kind of narrow down the number one person who's had an, had the most impact on my career or, ha- or influences me because I take a little bit of influence from everybody. I'm always striving to learn something new from somebody else. I don't know everything. Um, other people know more than I do, and I try to take what I can from those people and just bring it into my practice, maybe turn my give my own little t- taste on it, my own little flair but i feel like we could always learn something from everybody even if it's a negative thing or even a positive thing i know uh in my career there's been a lot of negatives to learn from a lot of failures but i'm also one that embraces failure i go out there and seek it out like if i try something and it doesn't work let's be reflective and let's take a look at it i think that's the number one step with embracing that failure mindset is let's look back and reflect on what happened and how can we go better go from there um we're getting quite to the end of our journey here on this podcast andy and i had the last word in our last episode now i'm gonna hand the honor off to you andy do you have any last words for everybody out there before we end our show today
1: well put my friend well put well here's my final last word so i'm wanting in life Just to love everything that I do, to love everyone that I see, um, to embrace every single day and just get that 1% of awesomeness out of that day. Um, If the next 99% come along, then the day has been more than I've asked for. Um, So, my encouragement is for people to find their 1% and be so happy and so in love with that 1% and embrace every single win, but every single loss and take it and stuff it into your pocket so you can come back and use that at another day. Um, connect with every single person that you can have every single conversation you can, because at one point in your life, you're going to change someone else's life and that person you change his life you're not going to know about it, but they're going to be so much richer and so much more um, spirited and flourishing life because you have gone out of your way to care and to share and to show the the love that you are um, and that you have as an educator. So that's my final words, Jace. Hey mate, it's been great. And um, I am so excited to speak to you again. I see that, Today was first day of school for you, my friend, looking sharp on Facebook. Um, it's been a pleasure, mate, but uh, we'll see you another time, hey?
0: I love that concept of the 1% of awesome in a day. That's all we can strive for as people. It's You need to find at least that 1% some days the might 99% awesome, which is that 1% awesome, Andy. That is an amazing message and just gives me those 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 little goosebumps because we all should be looking for that. Um, it was great catching up with you. It was a great way to uh, start the new year for me, going into the new academic school year. For many of us out there, this might be the start of our, our new school year. So most might be in the middle of it, but it was great to have everybody tune in today and we will catch you next time on The Catch Up with Jason Andy and And he makes the catch! And he makes the catch! Oh he leaps! And it's a spectacular catch! I seen and caught it! And he makes the catch! He did! He did! He did! And he makes the catch! Kicks up! And he makes the catch!